Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and a very good afternoon to you. Wonderful to be in your company this afternoon. It is a beautiful, hot Wednesday here in the Highfelt, and great to be back with you on Judaism 101.9. Yes, and we have entered into the month of Kislev. In case you didn't know, yesterday was Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Today, already the second day of Kislev. And of course, this is a month that is probably the most associated with light. If we think about the concept of light, what light is, where light came from, what it actually means to us, perhaps we'll have a bit of a better insight into what this month is all about and how this month actually is a real inspirer for uh, all the other months in the year, how it adds to them all, and how the theme of the month, which is light, how that theme is actually carried through every single thing that we do in our Jewish way of life, in our Jewish life per se, and that we should aspire to in everything that we do every moment of every day. Why is the month of Kislev the month of light? Well, predominantly because of the festival of Hanukkah, Hanukkah that occurs in just on three weeks' time, um, on, uh, well, what's that going to be? Like around about the 7th, I guess, of uh, December, which is the 25th day of Kislev. Well, today's the 2nd. we got to get up to the 25th, so it's just over three weeks' time. That will be the festival of Hanukkah, the festival on which we Famously and obviously and historically and practically light menorahs. We light candelabras and um, as we know, on the first night we light one plus the shamash and then we continue to light all the way through till we have completely lit all eight candles on the menorah, on the candelabra. And the reason that we light candles, of course, is because in the time of the Assyrian Greeks, they wanted to oust the spirituality of um, everything that the Jewish people uh, were doing. And one of the symbols of it was to destroy the light, to destroy the lights of Judaism, to destroy the spirituality that was behind the menorah. What did they do? They desecrated all the oil. They desecrated the menorah itself. And they desecrated everything in an effort to get rid of the real impetus, the real power, the real spiritual energy. That was behind everything that Judaism stood for. Because, of course, in their minds, it was all about normalizing the Jewish people, making us exactly the same as everybody else, seeing to it that the real power in the Hellenists' minds, in the minds of the Assyrian Greeks, was the power of the physical, the power of the body, the power of our um, uh, physical prowess and triumph and power and so on, that was what life was all about in their way of thinking, in their philosophy, not the way the Jews were thinking about the spiritual energy, about the soul, about the neshama, about the power of a mitzvah, about the power of our Torah and everything that it stands for. And so to oust it, to douse the flames of Judaism. This was all that they were about. It wasn't about getting rid of us physically as much as um, in any other 
persecution perhaps, but rather to get rid of our spiritual energy. And of course, the oil, that the kosher oil that was found, that was enough to last one day and ended up lasting eight. And that is why we have this festival celebrating this triumph of light over darkness, this triumph of the few over the many, the triumph of Judaism really um, standing up to the entire world to, to prove that it is the spiritual that is much more important and the spiritual that is much more powerful and it is the godly and the soul of the matter that is much more meaningful and that needs to be carried forward much uh, rather than the physical, than the material, than the mundane and than the down-to-earth. So, when we think about the uh, concept of this month, perhaps we'll spend the next uh, half hour or so that we have available to us exploring what this light actually is. And perhaps a good place to start is to think about the time of creation. When Hashem created the world, He created a world, as we know, in six days. It was six days of Hashem speaking and saying, let there be, let there be, let there be, until it came to man when he fashioned man in a somewhat different manner, fashioning his body in a more physical sense and then breathing into him the breath of life. But in Hashem's creation of the world, when God created the world 5,781 years ago, according to Jewish teaching, when he created the world, he created it in a certain pattern. And there were certain things that need to be learned from every nuance and from every instruction and from every word, in fact, of the Torah in order to understand really what this Torah is teaching us on every single level. And if we go to the order of Hashem's creation, it is obvious to us that there is something very, very powerful and very important for us to count in as one of our most important lessons that the first thing that Hashem created was light. The first thing that God says is, on the first day of creation, Yehi or, let there be light. And as we know, there was light. Yehi or. Now what was that light that Hashem created? If you're going to say it was the sun and the moon and the stars, I would say you're wrong. Because those were only created, if you look closely into the book of Genesis and to the book of Breshit, you'll see that they were only created on the fourth day of creation. So what was this light? Well, you wouldn't be the only one who was asking that question and to say, well, I'm not quite sure, because the question is discussed um, ad infinitum by the Talmud, amongst other things, by uh, Jewish thinkers, by great philosophers, from time immemorial right up until today. What was, what is this light? Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So, yes, we are really getting back to basics here with Rabbi Michael Katz on Judaism 101.9 here on Chai FM. And we're talking about the month of Kislev and its theme being light. And, of course, just before the break, we went into or we spoke about the fact that the very first thing that Hashem creates is light. But what was that light? What was the light that Hashem created on that first day? Well, our sages 
suggest a number of different um, ideas. But let's try and think about what possibly that light could have been. The actual powers of light, which are the sun, the moon, and the stars, those light sources, were only created on the fourth day of creation. On that first, first day, Hashem creates light. He sees the light. He says it's good. But what was it? Now, you and I know that when the sun is not shining and the moon is not out and the stars aren't there, it's dark. There's no light. So it cannot be that it was the practical light of the earth other than or of the world other than um, the sun and the moon and the stars seems to be um, a little bit of a bridge too far. So what was that light? We're told by great sages, greater than us, that um, the light was something that Hashem, in inverted commas, put away for the future. What does it mean that he put it away for the future and what was it? What does it mean that he put away the light for the future? Well, here I think we could have a number of different suggestions. Simple suggestion is that one day there would be a festival called Hanukkah. And this fits in with our theme of the month of Kislev. There would be a festival called Hanukkah. And that festival called Hanukkah would be the festival of light. And we'd celebrate the idea of the power of our light over all else. And that would be the um, revelation of it all that happened in the time of uh, Yehuda Maccabee and um, his um, Maccabim, his, his, his men who overthrew the Assyrian Greeks and brought back the menorah to the temple and rekindled it and so on, that that would then be um, the future that the uh, light was stored away for. And to back it up, there is something amazing. And that is that it all occurs on the 25th day of Kislev. 25th day of Kislev, yes, it's one of the reasons that the word Chanukah is actually Chanukah. It is Chanu Chafei, that they rested or they camped. The war was finished on the 25th, the 25th of Kislev. And amazingly, the first time that the word light is mentioned in the Torah in the beginning of Breshit, in the beginning of Genesis, is actually the 25th word of the Torah. So there's your hint, there's your connection. It may be a little bit of a stretch, you might say, but the word or, which means light, is the 25th word of the Hebrew Bible, of the Torah itself. And there, a beautiful connection to the festival of Hanukkah. But maybe we want to suggest that it wasn't just Hanukkah that we were talking about when Hashem created the world and put it away for the future. It could be that it was a light that was put away for the future future that hasn't yet arrived, a time when Mashiach will come. When when Mashiach will come, we'll see things, I'd like to suggest, in a different light. We will see things perhaps with a different vision. Perhaps the best way to think about it is that we'll have some kind of a different, almost an x-ray vision. At the moment, when we look at things, we can only see the physical, the material. We can only see the externals. We cannot see beyond. When most of us are not gifted with the ability, for instance, to see souls, to see the spiritual realms, to see the spiritual world. We look at, we perceive, we can only really comprehend the physical. It's the way we're constructed with our earthy, fleshy eyes. That's all we can see. And perhaps to suggest in the future 
when Mashiach will come, we'll be able to see the spiritual. We'll be able to see souls. We'll be given that extra light. So let's call it that X-ray light, that extra light that will be given to each and every one of us to be able to see things that at the moment remain hidden from us or remain in a form of darkness. But perhaps a more important somehow suggestion is that in fact the light that Hashem created on that first day of creation was actually Hashem giving us the very reason for everything in this world. Hashem wanted to create a Torah, which would be his light, and he wanted to create a people who would keep that Torah, and he wanted the fulfillment of everything that is written in that Torah in a way of that being the light that would be revealed to the entire world. And this was something that also happened, if we go back to creation, it was something that was only going to come about in the future. When Hashem gave the Torah to the newly formed and founded as a nation, the Jewish people, coming out of Egypt as they were, and taking that light of Torah and bringing it to fruition, kind of kindling the flames of each and every mitzvah, this was the light being brought out and being revealed by everybody who uh, performed those mitzvot, who did those mitzvot, who learned that Torah, who brought it into this earthly world, this perhaps was that very light that Hashem created right in the beginning. Maybe we're talking about the light of Torah. Maybe we're talking about the light of our souls. Maybe we're talking about the light of the spiritual realms that Hashem created and provided it with some ability to link up at a later stage with the world through his Torah, through his people, uh, through the performance of his mitzvot, of his mitzvahs, each and every day of our lives and the lives of all those who went before us and certainly those who are going to come after. So here we have an incredible image or vision of what it was that Hashem created on that first day. When he said, let there be light, and there was light, it wasn't a physical light like we know light today. It wasn't that there was an absence of darkness, which, by the way, sometimes the way that light is described, it's the absence of darkness. But light is much more than that. Light is an energy, and light is a power, and light is a an attitude, and light is a strength, and light is certainly what we as a Jewish people are meant to be focusing on and doing not only in the month of Kislev, but throughout the year, each and every day of our lives and each and every moment of every day is our job actually is to bring out that light, to reveal that light. And so how do we do that? Where is it found? And what do we do to reveal that light? Well, you know, the Torah itself refers to the fact that a mitzvah is light. Torah is or. The Torah itself is light. Ner mitzvah, we're told, the Torah or. The candle is the mitzvah and the light is the Torah. So each and every mitzvah is a candle that burns bright with the light of Torah, which is kind of this wellspring of Great, wondrous spiritual energy and light that each flame that is ignited by each mitzvah 
actually brings to the fore, carries out and lights up the entire world. And this is, in fact, what we as Jews are charged with. This is what we need to do. We need to understand that our job is to provide that connection and to make that connection between the Torah, this wellspring of light, and the world. And we do it through our mitzvot, through our study of Torah, and through our performance of our mitzvot. And in that way, we are lighting flame after flame and candle after candle, light after light, in order to bring this great and wondrous light that Hashem created before He created anything else to bring that into the world. This is the pattern. This is the job. This is the mission that we have as Jews. This is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to bring out the light. And if you think about it, there is so much of Judaism that has to do with light. You know, we focus on light particularly on Hanukkah, but we also focus on light every Shabbat. And in fact, if you think about it, we can't live without a physical light. We need that light. Oh, you only have to think about what happens when the power goes down and there's no light. What are we supposed to do? What can we do? Could you imagine if even then you didn't have any emergency lights and you didn't have any candles to light and so on? Darkness is not a comfortable or a proper environment for people to be able to operate in. Even those who find that they can operate in darkness need lights in order to be able to see where they're going, in order to be able to light up the way, in order to make sure that they don't fall down. So light is essential from a physical point of view. How much more so is light the very, very basis of anything and everything spiritual? This creation of light and this joining of light and this um, revelation of light is something that each and every one of us is charged with doing every moment of our lives, every day of our lives, and throughout our lifetimes. This is something that we need to really focus on. Our job is not to create darkness. There's enough darkness in the world. There's enough darkness that exists everywhere. There's a practical and physical darkness, but there is also a darkness which is usually um, a darkness where, for instance, there is no knowledge. I mean, didn't we refer to the dark ages? What were the dark ages? A lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding, a lack of growth from a uh, an intellectual and a moral and a spiritual point of view. We talk about that as being a time of darkness. I've heard many people refer to the period of time that we're in, to, that we're in at the moment um, with the coronavirus, that people have referred to this as being a time of darkness. Why is there a darkness? So darkness is synonymous, I think, in our minds with um, either a lack of knowledge, but also a time of doubt and indecision, a time when things don't seem to add up, where things don't seem to make sense where we're not quite sure what tomorrow is going to bring. We're in a time of darkness. We don't have light and we don't have vision. And we're failing to see that proverbial, in inverted commas, light at the end of the tunnel. But just the fact that we're talking about a tunnel gives us that impression that it's a time where we're surrounded by, pervaded by, and influenced by some form of darkness. And what then is the job 
of a Jew? Well, surely it's pretty obvious. Our job is to create light. And how do we create that light? We've said it before. Doing more mitzvot, learning more Torah, being involved in those beautiful spiritual pursuits that our souls are connected with and within which we can connect the mitzvah with the Torah and that wellspring of light and bring that, um, perhaps it's a wrong um, image of a wellspring of light, but that great wondrous light source of Torah to bring it to the fore, to bring it out, to make it powerful, to make it light up the way for our, our people and for the nations of the world, for the entire world in everything that we do and every step of the way. So it's our job to bring out the light, to create the light. And hopefully when uh, we think a little bit more into this after the break, we'll be able to think of a couple of other ideas of what it is exactly that we need to do to create this light, to bring out this light, and what this light is really all about. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, welcome back. Yes, we're talking about the power of light. Now, let's just think about, in a uh, practical sense, what we need to do, what we should do. Well, I think that light can also be synonymous with positive energy. The idea of positive energy, yes, so let's kind of move a little bit away from the mitzvahs, but maybe it is a mitzvah to be positive. Positive energy. At a time like this, it is so easy to be negative. It is so easy to tap into the negative energy. It's not the job of a Jew to bring about any negativity whatsoever. Any negative energy can only be destructive. And to bring about arguments, machloikas, um, um, creating discord between people, um, raising things that you shouldn't raise, They're speaking Lashon and um, all of those things unfortunately create an element of darkness because they make distance, they make discord, they make an inability for people to function correctly. And we have to be so, so careful that we are not party to any of that. Perhaps the greatest challenge of this period of time has been to actually, never mind to keep our sanity, but it has also been to keep focused on what our job actually is. Whether we're doing our Jewish spiritual business at home, whether we're doing our Jewish spiritual business in Shul or in Beit Medrash or um, right here on the radio or on Zoom or whatever it is, our focus need, needs to be at all times that positive energy, that positive outlook, tapping into the things that are going to create a positive atmosphere, bringing about good things into this world. And we all know the difference between good and bad. We all know the difference between right and wrong. And this is our job. This is our task. The task of a Jew is to continually bring out the light. If we can... Um, look up to and emulate the examples of those who spend their lives and have spent their lives of bringing light into the world and only being a positive force, a positive energy. Surely this too is our job to look at those, to make sure that we follow them, to make sure that we keep their path rather than one that is divisive, that is negative, and that brings any element, any 
any um, means or any motion or any notion of discord or Loshon uh, Hora uh, or anything like that. Those are the things we need to stay away from. Let's stay away from the darkness. Let's elevate and bring about light and positive energy into an otherwise pretty dark world. And in so doing, we're surely, surely going to be able to uh, fulfill the real reason why it was that God created the world in the very first place. Why he said right in the beginning, let there be light. And there was light. Now you're... Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Yes, so just to sum up, it is a time of light. It is the time of bringing light into the world. That is the month of Kislev. That is our job as Jews. That is the reason why Hashem put us here in the first place. Our job is to create light. It was um, a famous story of one of the Lubavitch Rebbe's that he said that each of his Hasidim, of his followers, need to be looked at as lamplighters. You are lamplighters. The lamplighter would go through the streets of old and kindle the lamps in the street to bring light into the dark places that are out there. Yes, the houses might be lit, but the environment might not be lit. And it is our job to light up the environment. Now, not only in a physical fashion by kindling the street lamps or by putting menorahs in our windows which come the festival of Hanukkah or lighting big public menorahs which Chabad has become famous for around the world, but creating that positive energy wherever we go. Do you know that smiling at somebody brings light into the world? Do you know that sharing a nice thought with somebody brings light into the world? Do you know that um, creating harmony between people brings light into the world? The list is endless. We could go on all day. All the things that we can do to create and bring light into the lives of other people. Watch people's faces light up. Look at that expression that we use, when you give them something that they need, when you have a needy person and you give them something that they need, you are lighting up their lives. Let's continue to be sources of this energy, of this power, of this light. It is, after all, our mission. It is, after all, the the very thing we were charged with. It is our job. It's our goal. And hopefully, as we go through this month of Kislev, we too will create a tremendous amount of light. We will add to the light of the of spirituality of kedusha of holiness in the world in which we live and hopefully very very soon there'll be an end to this darkness and all the darknesses that pervade the world and please god with the ultimate rekindling of the menorah in the temple the third temple may it be built speedily in our time with the coming of mashiach i would like to wish you a great rest of the week a great shabbat up ahead and remember Let's share that light. Let's spread that light. Let's create that light wherever we go. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you again or speaking to you again next week, same time, same place on Judaism 101.9.